Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real, for real, for real. No, I, I'm I'm for real. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Miss Jackson. Uh, who am I referring to? You should know by now all the things that are on the social media webs and things thereof. Uh, Derek Jackson's wife. Woo! You got to say my, 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 my. Okay, so listen. Um, mm, Holy Spirit used me. Let me tell you why I try to be the grandbaby that uh, minds her business. Okay, great. I mean, I really try to exercise the elite premium grandbaby packaging that I am. You know, say my prayers at night, mind my business in the morning, and wash my hands before I eat kind of thing. And so when something's happening in someone else's life, I try to make sure that I operate in the spirit of the shut up. Okay. Um, I am the director, president, and founder of all things shut up ministries. Okay. Because, uh, number one, the Bible says, uh, careful on how you judge lest you be judged. Uh, also says something about if, you know, be careful that you don't judge people in their sin and then you slip up and be in the same sin. Like there are so many scriptures in the Bible that's like, be careful, <laughs> be careful now. Like God is almost like tilting his head like, all right now, mm-hmm. like pl- play, play if you want. And it's a couple of things I want to do and play with God is not one. So I try to stay away from that. Number two, I try to be very careful about speaking about someone else's covenant. Uh, I'll talk about a grandbaby in a heartbeat, but not a grandbaby that's tied to the covenant of, of marriage and, uh, has a relationship with God. That's pretty much not going to be the sandbox that I want to be, um, pooping. And I do apologize. I'm not doing that. And then number three, uh, I dare not stand in the grass and peek in your window and tell you what your thermostat should be on. Because what makes me comfortable or makes me feel some kind of way about your household has, it, it makes no never mind. Because when I get off of this grass and I leave, uh, you have to reside there. I don't, okay? And so just want to be very cognizant of that. But more than anything else, I don't ever want to appear to be the human that has it all figured out and has it all put together. Because life has a very interesting way of making you think you have all the answers when it's a virtual experience or if you're living vicariously through somebody else's experience and then when life goes ahead and sets up uh, a reality based (laughs) uh, situation for you then it starts to be oh it's a little different now Hmm? yeah it's different for someone to come home with a test that they they didn't do so well in or they come and bring you something you like why didn't you just and then yeah but do you have test anxiety okay uh yeah so it's different when when it's virtual versus when it's actually really your situation you see what i'm saying and it's a a couple of things that triggered me about this situation but more so i wanted this to be a conversation that we could all learn from because whether it's on social media's uh a platform of any sort or if it's just a mobile to mobile phone call like we do. I don't ever want to have a conversation where we're poking at something. We're not getting any fruit from it. You like, what's the sense of shaking any tree if it's bare? Just, just to do it for fun. That is the equivalent to discussing something in a gossipy way. Like, so what did you get from that? 
I don't ever intend to go to a store and not come out with something and I paid to go in there. Like, did you come out with anything? So if I'm paying attention to something, I want to come out of it with something that I now have a new perspective on. Do you see what I'm saying? And so, okay, let's just let, let's just jump in. I, I'm I'm gonna shoot from the hip. I don't have nothing pre, nothing. Okay, I'm gonna shoot from the hip because that's the cowgirl grandbaby that I am. Have a nice day. Let me let me tell you what triggered. Uh, we all had that one situation, whether it was that time ago, uh, way way back then, or just a couple minutes ago, where you were not the smartest that you should have been. Right? You let emotions guide you somewhere that logic was afraid to come back out of. You let um someone's brokenness or someone's broken story, uh, make you see potential and and sell to a promise that was never presented to you with all the truth. Uh, there there always will be that one person that you like. Bruh, if you would, if I would have met you now, you would have had no chance. But for whatever the reason, they have a starring role, whether it's a you know couple of minutes or not. But they have a chapter in the book of your life. And so I I just want to be careful and, and, and kind of set the tone to be let's not try to act like that we never had. You you understand? Oh, okay, just want to make sure because that, that's the kind of grandbaby I am. You know, I don't want you to see my trunk, but if I got to pop it, I'm going to be honest and say it's not all put together, okay? Um, yeah, because I don't, I don't sit in the trunk, so uh, don't know the last time it's been clean, but you know what? Judge me not, okay? Lest you be judged. Have a nice day. But I think what was, it's a couple of things that were triggering that I'm going to point out from the videos that I saw with Derek Jackson alone and then with he and his wife and then the lives and the deaths and, and E, all the above. Number one, it appears that when they first came out with that pre-recorded, I'm going to hold your hand, and it's not a bonnet, it's a hat, black shirt situation, no undergarment, but that's the kind of grandbaby she is. It appears that he wanted to kind of err on the side of some of the things you heard may not be the truth, some stuff is the truth, and then midway it was actually, now that I it was the truth and she knows everything and I aired everything out. And this is something like way, way, way over there, like, you know, decades ago, but it was actually just last year, a couple of months ago. And so we've dealt with that. And so we're healing and, and, and that kind of thing. And so, okay. And the obvious was, well, why, why would you represent your wife like that? Right. I mean, forget what you did. The one time that she's brought, uh, to the forefront to meet the world because you haven't posted anything of her. Why is she not looking in a way that is, this is my wife. Like she represents me. She represents this household. Never would it have been real quick, put on a hat and um, it doesn't matter. You can just sit. I'm just shooting from the waist up um, while I look put together, uh, you know, shirt that's tight, showing muscles, things of that nature. You didn't have a baggy shirt nowhere in the house. You, you, you didn't have, it wasn't a set of pajamas or nothing. So you look put together, but she doesn't. Never would there have been a time that a man would have looked and been like, cool, come on real quick. I'm sorry? Yeah, so that in itself screamed a message of, um, I'm always going to look out for me. Always. And I just need you to know that. And um, that's how it's going to go out. And so he kind of looked at her like, um, do you have anything you need to say? Which looks like it threw her a little bit. Like, oh, um... I just want to say that I agree with everything that he said. And, um, you know, uh, I was gone and then I stayed gone. Ma'am, 
Mm-mm. You didn't stay gone because we see you here. Okay. So that's number two, um, point six at this time. And so yeah, there were a couple of things that it was like, Ooh, you, you didn't tell her that she was going to add her into the conversation. You didn't let her know. I, I, I think that she knows how big his platform is, but you probably didn't know this was going to be everywhere. Like if it was going to go viral, would you still have presented yourself like that? And you know what? Uh, probably so because she came right back looking like, Oh, you did it again. Okay, great. So after that, they did a live. Like directly after that, because she still had the black hat on, still had the black shirt on. He still had the purple plum muscle shirt. The whole thing was still going down. And she had more that she had to say. And I guess, you know, as most women, you kind of reflect back. you like, nah, I got more to say. So she, I guess she was like, no pre-recorded. I want to just talk. I want to just be able to tell the people. And so he was like, all right, um. You know, and he says in the beginning, you know, I'm not going to post it, post it. I'm just going to go ahead. And he lets the video play. And there was one part that stood out to me. And I was like, I can't watch no more. Uh, where she said, you know, she she filed the papers. It was getting ready to be a whole entire rap. There was no way that she was going to let him contact her. And Blasey Boo. And she said, I told him that if he did it again, that I would be gone. And his facial expression did like a, like, wait, you wasn't supposed to, you wasn't supposed to say that part. And so I thought, I said, okay, so she's been with him 12 years, right? I think they've been married under three years, under five years, something like it was a very short time. I want to say two years or so. Uh, So he's done this before, which is a mistake a lot of people make, not just women alone, but a lot of people make when you allow someone to disrespect you to the point that you share nothing exclusive with them and they know and have identified there's nothing that I would ever be able to do that uh, would keep you gone and staying gone, your relationship ended a long time ago. Now, uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to once a fill in the blank, always a fill in the blank. I believe that when a person is ready for the change, they change for the right person. I believe that when a person is true to, okay, I got it out of my system and I think I'm done, whatever that may be, clubbing, whatever. It's not always just disrespecting each other. But I think that when you can look in the eyes of the person that you're breaking and knowing your heart, I'm probably going to do this again because it's too easy to get you back or I know that you're not going anywhere or whatever it is, that relationship, she may have been with him 12 years. Um, I don't think he's been with her longer than a year in his heart, which says a lot. Now, there's a couple other things that came out. You know, she's, she appears to be a very spiritual woman and she, you know, I, I think in the crevice of her being is this person that wants to be a slandered lamb for the kingdom. You know, she's like, you see a bonnet, I see a helmet breastplate of, you know, and she, you know, the, the whole thing. And, and, and it's cool, except that people are laughing at you and not with you. And so live or pre-recorded, that just may not be the way to do it. Uh, take a page from your husband's book maybe and make this a tell-all of some type where you can actually, you may have a ministry that you are able to speak to women who are like, wow, how did you get to this point? After, you know, how did God resurrect your man? You may have an audience, but you're doing it wrong. 
And this may be a perfect example in operating in an assignment in your own strength and it's not coming off as what you think. You think it's coming off powerful and mighty and and I spilled the blood and I hear you, but it's being not delivered the way that you think it is in your head. I'm just going to be frank with you. They're making memes and they redoing the video and it, yeah, people are not kind in this particular setting. Now, for what you have to say, it may be the most valuable thing ever, but you need to put that information in places that the people is meant for, they will go seek it. Put it in a book, because if you waste your time to read the whole entire book and then you have something to say about her, then at least you've donated to the cause. You understand? Go ahead and hold a forum, okay? Go ahead and hold some type of uh, paid something where... For your pain, there is some type of purpose to it. Don't people make fun of you for free? Like, I mean, if y'all going to do that, okay, my bad. We'll never go ahead and get on the live without a bra again. You know, just note to self. You understand? That's just what it's supposed to be. But um, there's a lot of triggering things going on there. And when I thought to myself about Mr. Jackson, I said, outside of him being words that you can describe him with that won't probably be found in anybody's first Corinthians 13 what is bothering you the most and I said that he's lying because other information has surfaced after he made that first pre-recorded video and that second live with his wife some other woman came out and was like listen buddy has videos recent videos okay uh where my house is in the background, <laughs> like he's sitting in the car. You can see my house because that's where he was at, uh, showing tech messages within the last 30 days. Uh, I mean, just like, oh my goodness. And that was the part that it was like, bruh, come on. Like, what are you doing? And I just, I feel like truth is so exposing that it hurts people to walk in it. I saw a video that Derek Jackson did that he literally said that the moment that he gave his life to Christ, that's when his whole world started breaking apart. Yes, because I'm going to tell you something. God don't care nothing about uh, the money you making from uh, what you thought. You are not about to create a mess, profit from a mess and then go ahead and slap God on top of that. Like, I don't know the Bible you read, but did you read where Jesus went into his father's house and was throwing over tables and was like, you will not make my father's house a den of thieves. You will not. And so if he did that to people that was selling and marketplacing, doing things they shouldn't have done inside of God's house, what did you think he was going to do with your life? He flipping over the same tables. Like he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Like what you thought, sir? So that's just number one. I don't know why you thought that he was just going to let you skate and sled on the uh, disrespect and falsehood that you built the empire on. No, I think you need to read you some Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> when it starts to be more about you and less about the purpose and healing and walking in truth, that's not going to, it's not going to last, sir. I, I, I'm sorry. And I don't, I despise the foundation of a lie because what it really is, is selfishness. Uh, when a person is lying, they are trying to hide or to protect themselves. That's the only reason why you would lie. Did you take that? No. Why did you say no? 
because you're trying to protect yourself from getting in trouble. <laughs> like, listen, you were trying to protect yourself. And that's why a liar and a truth dweller will never be able to reside in the same location. That is why when it comes to not being truthful, it is very hard to be any way near a person that's like, I'm going to protect myself. Because the very essence of love is, is self-sacrificing. Jesus sold that on Calvary, like a, a mother that cares for their child does anything, a father. Like when you look at true examples of love, you see a person that's like, I will lay down my level of comfort, my level of humility, whatever it is within good moral standing for your betterment. And what lying does is I'm going to make sure it's the inversion of that. I'm going to make sure that I'm good by any means necessary, even if it's on your, your heartbreak, your tears, your embarrassment, whatever it is, I'm going to look good. And I think that out of everything that has occurred, that's the one thing that I see smeared all throughout this particular campaign at this time. The fact that he got on live, but he live, but he looked better than his wife. The fact that he then pre-recorded but then did live again and did something else. Then he even did a reaction video talking about third-party him and was able to tell you, you know, maybe you should, you know, um, err on the side of his wife. Like, you sacrificed, hey, maybe y'all should, you know, do what his wife is doing and give him a second chance and maybe not hold him on a pedestal and maybe this, that, and the third. Again, making you look good, even on behalf of your wife, <laughs> being laughed at. He did one little post that was a, a a story, so that means it stays 24 hours on the page, that said, attack me, not her. Uh, but even in that, it, it, the true covering would have been, as a, as a husband, I failed my wife. And so I didn't cover her then, but I'm going to cover her now. So I'm asking the world not to attack my wife. It wasn't even that. It was less than 140 characters. He put on a worldwide platform where he has one point something million people. He put less than 140 characters to protect her. Meanwhile, he's at, got he's been uh, incurring more followers. And his wife is still being laughed at to this day. Like something about that says, do you really love yourself more than anything? Like you're not even looking at the fact that this woman has carried your children. And that even if you two were to bypass this, they still are going to have some recollect or either a way to pull up that their father embarrassed their mother. But I don't think that men of this age even kind of think of that. I think I want to go a little deeper in the fact that uh, what are you trying to protect? It could be brand, it could be money, it could be you married her, you don't have no prenup. It could be a whole bunch of things, but it is very clear that you are trying to protect self. And I think that the resolution to this and, and a lot of other issues in the world is one simple implication. If people were to stop, start applying this to their lives, I think a lot of people would uh, benefit from it. it, and, and, it and it's real simple, and, and it's good English, and it's plain English. When you speak about something, are you referring to the person you aspire to be or the person that you are presently? So when you speak about faithful men and all of the things, it, are you coming from a place of this is who I aspire to be because you are presenting like this is who you were now? 
Okay, that's no different than someone saying, "When I lose this weight, I'm I'm gonna kill it in the summer." <laughs> you understand, hot girl, hot city boy summer. You understand? That's what's getting ready to happen. But when you look at them presently, that's not who they are. But they are clearly not hiding that they are not where they want to be. That this is not the summer body, and that they're probably gonna choose in a couple of months. Listen, the summer gonna get the body that I'm gonna give it. But it is a clear indication and a distinction between: Are you speaking about your aspirations, or are you speaking about your humble? assessment of yourself presently I think that if people use that that particular scale in their lives it will help a lot wouldn't it help if your supervisor was like look I ain't gonna hold you I'm here for the title I'm here for the money I don't care nothing about you your kids being sick you don't feel no kind of way I don't care care nothing about that do what you need to do keep these people off my back so I don't gotta micromanage you and I don't really I don't really care if there were more supervisors that cared about their subordinates, we probably would have more employee job satisfaction. Like, like just let's be honest. Sometimes you have a great job and you have terrible management and it drives away great employees. Sometimes you have that, that one situation, fill in the blank, that kind of drives you away from, ugh, I don't, mm-mm. And, and what bothers me the most and was also very triggering is I hate the fact that once again, there is a component to see <laughs> and y'all be believing these men and this, that, and the third. And that bothers me. That bothers me that something that I hold so near and true to my heart that there can be a representation of something adverse and then people go see because that's what happens. Like, for instance, I hate it. The, I hate that when people, I don't know where the news reporters be because I've never seen one out, you know, outside of New York and going to Times Square here and there. But how do y'all always find what appears to be the most uneducated African-American people ever? You mean to tell me you couldn't find not near one outside of, oh, Lord, it's a fire. And hide your kids, hide your wife. And I said, and every time it's like I put my head down in shame, like, come on, buddy. You couldn't find what, where was management? You couldn't get management to be the spokesperson of the apartment complex. Like what happened? Or, or when, you know, Caucasians are stealing, you call it looting. But when it's African-Americans, it's, uh, you know, the hoodlums. It's just what it is to the, it's common core is, I'm going to send you a presentation of how we see you, okay? I want to go ahead and show the world that this is what you can expect, that you can expect to be afraid of black people because they're hoodlums, uh, that they don't speak uh, well, because if you can't go to Bella Noche, then where can you go? And that's just sad. And uh, you know, a crystal London, like it really a hazel London. It, it it's it's almost it's embarrassing. And so, if you're gonna believe that all men are filling the blank and that all women are filling the blank and that every husband fills in the blank, then that just means that you believed what you were presented with. And you've never had a different experience in your own life. Like, I know all black people don't talk that way because I have friends who are articulate. I have my own personal experiences. I know that uh, all Caucasians don't have it together. Shouts out to my experience in social work because I was able to see, oh, but they don't show this on the news. Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all call us ghetto, but y'all have these things called trailer parks. I don't really know. 
<laughs> yeah, like, yeah, y'all, y'all be in these streets too. I didn't even know what meth was. Uh, we didn't have that in New York. I came to Georgia and got into some social work down here and was like, what is that? I'm sorry, she tested positive for what? Y- y- y'all, they were teaching me things that it was like, oh, well then. And, but never in my life have I heard that. Because you know what? Uh, there's a certain thing called programming. There's a certain thing called what I would like the masses to believe. And I am someone that I'm never going to accept what someone else puts on a television screen or presents in front of me as my absolute truth. I am a person that I seek and I try to find the truth in all things. And the reality is, is that um, all men are not deadbeats. Uh, there are some great men who take care of their children. Uh, and as a matter of fact, there are some deadbeat mothers. I hate to, that that narrative is not played enough. But guess what? He deserves custody, ma'am. Okay? But that's another conversation for a whole nother day. And I guess what it is is that the triggering source was I love marriage. Mm-hmm. And I love the entity and the covenant of a godly marriage. And I love love. And simultaneously, this one situation attacked those very things that I love. And so I tried not to speak about it because I didn't want it to come from a place of passion, emotionalism. I I tried to make sure, no, you know, because you don't want it to be like, and and as for me in my house, like, no, it's it's nobody's business. Because everybody that got something to say don't have to reside. <laughs> y'all, y'all stay where the money reside, okay? I'm going to be where God is at. You understand? Huge difference. You understand? But but listen, again, another conversation for another day. And I guess my thing is this. The most, the saddest part of all of this is that he gave a lot of single women hope, right? And I think that in a world that is so in shambles, like the one that we currently live in, um, hope is contagious, which is why this man was able to make a whole brand and maybe even a legacy had he not, you know, gotten slipped up or whatever on, on single women's hope, the hope that you'll be able to find a man, the hope that you'll be able to have, you know, successful relationships, the hope that you'll be able, you won't have to sacrifice yourself for a healthy level of intimacy. There was a hope. And the Bible says that a person without hope, it brittles the bones. And so what this little fiasco has done is this made women look at him like, honestly, bro, like we, we entrusted our hope in the fact that, dang, at least one man got it. You know, if he can teach us how to, you know, us as in the single women, them, whatever. If he can teach us the way, then lead. But little did we know that he was leading. <laughs> um, and he was always also dipping in what he was uh, trying to lead people away from. And that's double-mindedness. And the Bible says that a double-minded man gets nothing from the Lord as he is unstable in all his ways. So at the end of the day, what Mr. Jackson is going to have to do is he's going to have to decide if he wants to continue to protect himself and his selfishness or if he's going to really hone in and understand the true value of love, which is sacrificing. And even if that means him telling his wife, 
at this time in my life, I ha- I'm, I'm being faced and uh, confronted with myself. I don't like him. Uh, you don't deserve him. And for both of our growth and development and healing thereof, I think that we should, and fill in the blank as God should lead. But uh, I don't, I don't ever want there to be a time that someone accessorizes selfishness as sacrificial love because I know the difference between the two. Unfortunately, I've experienced both, and fortunately, God has shown me the truth in that one is not love at all. And I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Like, I really am. She seems like a sweet girl. You know, you can kind of get a feel. I don't know her. Ne- never had a Red Lobster biscuit with her. Couldn't tell you. Uh, but I can, you can kind of, you know, get a feel on certain people. And you can tell that there's a sweetness there. There's also, you know, a delicacy there. You can tell there's this a fragility there. Uh, she should have a handle with care, sticker all over her. Uh, I just feel like he, he knew who to try. <laughs> you know, dudes know who to give the lollipop to because he know who the sucker is. You understand? And no disrespect to her, but you, you ever had it in your head that you like, woo, I wish he would have been paired with such and such. He would have got a dose of his own medicine. It wouldn't have been no sitting there. It would have been a looking at you like, sir, <laughs> hurry up because I'm finna, I'm finna go out and I wish you would call me. Like, you you know you have that one person in your head that you like, mm. <laughs> ooh, if my cousin would have been, ooh, if he would have just met such and such when she was, when she used to be reckless. Remember back in the day when, you know how you compare that in your head? You like, he knew who to try. You know, she deserves exactly what God meant for her to have and the design that he meant her meant for her to have. My prayer is that nothing else comes out that she has to reheal from. It's one thing to think, okay, so we, they went through the hardest part and you know, okay, so they are healing now. And, and now you got this one, you got this woman standing in the trenches with you. Like who won it? bonnet hat and all sir army fatigue shirt what it is and then meanwhile back at the lab um but wait there's more i really hope buddy is not going to have a whole bunch of other because this that last video i watched old girl said that she was pregnant by him and i don't i'm gonna go ahead and do myself the favor and log off for a couple of hours maybe a couple of days because it's it's starting to wear only because as I'm getting older it's no longer entertainment for me I realize that this is somebody's life and I feel so bad for her I feel so bad Uh, there's a level of naiveness there um like when you really look at it this woman gave 12 years of her life like 12 years of slave no cap uh her most informal years the years that you learn yourself as a woman and you grow into your womanhood and and she she had a lot of that derailed because she had to fight between learning her womanhood and learning her value because she has somebody on her side that was disrespecting her and my one goal and calling and my most proudest assignment is to teach a woman, uh, a healed woman, how to operate successfully in life. A broken woman 
it's the scariest sight for me ever because nine times out of ten, a broken woman is a result of, of a selfish man, whether it was a father, whether it was that one time, that one time ago in that relationship, whether it was, like, like if you really think about it, the only species that can break or deter or slow down or discourage or do do any kind of long-lasting uh, damage to a woman is a man. And I believe in my heart that that's the enemy's design because if we have a broken relationship with a man, then maybe the enemy can kind of make you look at Father God differently because that was one of my issues. I didn't know my father, and I also had severe trust issues when it came to men. And so it was very hard for me to commune with God in a level, with a level of sincerity. And I remember saying to God at one point, I want to love you, but how can I love something I can't see? Because my idea of love was tangible. And maybe that was because the examples that I wanted to love me weren't there. Everyone was absent. So how can I love Father God and I don't know my father? How can I build a connection with a spiritual dad and I can't build a a connection with the men on earth? (laughs) Like how can, and so I see the demonic setup in that and I just want to go ahead and just crush, crush it at his head. Yeah, that's, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You are very much wired to be successful, to be loved through and through, to be healed through and through. And once you get to that side, when the Holy Spirit is able to navigate you along the path of this is honestly what love is, outside of just reading it from 1 Corinthians 13, when you finally experience it, it is so freeing. You know how freeing it is to lay down at night and not have to question is somebody um, embarrassing you? Uh, if, if like, I love the fact that when Sweetie broke up with Quavo, you know, the hip hop couple, she said, literally, how real is the intimacy when it's being shared with other women? And she can't get no realer than that. That that's probably the realest rap she ever wrote. Okay, I heard a lot of her. Um, yeah, that's my type, and that's my type. I, but that was that line right there was probably the realest piece of rap she ever wrote, and it wasn't even a sixteen bar. You understand? My prayer and my challenge is that everyone find the true, true definition of love. And we can be biblical and say, you know, you got to first love God and then you learn how to love other people. But I think it's a matter of, honestly, I think it's removing the things that are, that are um, artificial love. To be brave enough to say I'm going to separate myself from this this AI, <laughs> you know, uh, artificial intelligence, virtual experience, and I'd rather have nothing until I have the real thing. I'd rather be secluded before I'm embarrassed, and not secluded where you're isolated because that's demonic, but just where no one is in your ear but the Holy Spirit, where no one is able to influence you but God. That the very heart that everybody else broke, you can go back to God and say, can you put it back to his manufacturer default? And something in that is so soothing. It is so life-giving. It is, 
it is the breath that is just like maybe this is what God breathed, breathed into Adam so that he can have this experience of walking with God in the cool of the day. Like it is it is freeing and I I really, really pray that everyone, especially women, experience exactly that. I am so sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm for real. Real talk. So I can't do nothing about it, but I, I can pray for her. And unfortunately, I, I feel, literally, I can, like, feel the embarrassment. People saw it on, on her facial expressions and with the first video, but I can feel it. it. It's one of my gifts. Sometimes it doesn't feel like a gift, but but it's, yeah, it, it, it's obvious, and it's definitely present. But um, I pray that there's other chapters in her life that she's able to look back on that and go, <laughs> never again. I hope that this is her rock bottom. I hope that this is the bar that she says it will never go any lower than that because I think that once you are faced with truth, you have no other choice but to elevate. It it, it only goes up from here. It's how it should be looked at. Whew. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. But listen, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. I got to let the puppies out to go use the bathroom, okay? I'm going to talk to you later. Later.